0: يا أيها الذين الله ولا يا أيها الله قولاً الله فقد بعد in تحريم Allah tells us Allah addresses the believers and when Allah does this it's like Allah is telling us to pay extra close attention to what he's about to say. And Abdullah bin Abbas radiallahu this anhumah, this was his mm-hmm. advice, that whenever you come across an ayah that begins with, O you who believe, ya'iho amanu, to pay close attention, because Allah's either going to tell you to do something that's good for you, or to avoid something that's harmful for you. So there's an extra layer of importance and relevance whenever we come across these types of ayat. This is towards the end of the Qur'an. So if a person were to read the Qur'an, from beginning to end, from cover to cover, by this point they're coming to the end of the Quran. This is in the last few the last few para, the last few juz of the Quran. So prior to this, the person has already come across several ayat that say, Ya amanu, ya amanu, ya amanu. Many, many different ayat. But now the count is rounding down. Allah tells us in this ayah, O you who believe, save yourselves. And your family members, نرى, to save yourselves and your family members from the fire. We ask Allah to protect all of us from that. The point that I want to, that I want to press on is the fact that Allah starts first by telling us to look internally. First, you have to put on your own mask, literally and figuratively. A person has to look within themselves, primarily, first and foremost and then to go from there. So layer one, person one to focus on is internally, the individual. And then the next layer is the family and then the next layer after that is community. But you you find this common theme in our deen. Step one is to look within. For Prophet Yunus السلام, when he ends up in the belly of the whale, in the depths of the ocean, in the darkness of night, he calls out to Allah and he asks Allah to forgive him. Now the reason why he ended up on that boat in the first place, he was trying to communicate with his people. He was trying to get through to his people, but they were very stubborn. They were refusing to accept anything that he had to say. So he decided, okay, well, you know, my da'wah isn't working here, so I'll go do da'wah elsewhere. It's not a bad thing. But there's the technicality that for a Nabi of Allah, for a Prophet of God, that they cannot migrate somewhere without the permission of Allah So Prophet Muhammad did not migrate from Mecca to Medina as difficult as things would get in Mecca on several occasions. The Prophet did not leave because he could not leave because he did not have permission yet from Allah Once he got that permission, then he started to prepare. He went to Sayyidina Abu Bakr as Siddiq al- and they basically put their plan together to migrate. Prophet Yunus alayhi salam, he ends up in, a, in an extremely dire and difficult situation. What was his step one? Where did he start? He looked within himself alayhi salam. He asked Allah to forgive him. La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inni كنت من الظالمين. He asked Allah for forgiveness. And Allah says that he responded to him. Fastajabina Allah responded to him and Allah saved him and healed him and he went back to his people and his people believed. A hundred thousand people or more. The main point that I want to tie in with this ayah from Surah Al-Tahreem in which Allah says, "Ya Amanu آمَنُوا قُوَ wa nara," is step one is for the individual to look within the individual. What do I have control over and what do I not have control over? Who do I have control over and who do I not have control over? Step one without question across the board is to look within the individual. قُوْ أَنفُسَكُمْ first وَأَهْلِيكُمْ نَارًا Prophet Sulaiman السلام, when this is in Surah An-Namr, when he has his troops, he has his army, and he notices that this, this one bird was missing. Subhanallah. And his response was, Mahali a hudhud. So even within that, you have this, you have this wisdom of step one looking internally. What did he say? He said, What's wrong with me? I don't see that bird. I don't see the hudhud. I don't see that small bird. So step one was, Did I miss something? Did I miscount? Am I not looking in the right place? Step one is always self accountability. And the Prophet taught us with his words and with his blessed actions the importance of making istighfar on a daily basis, not just once a year, every 10 years, once in a lifetime. The Prophet taught us the importance of making istighfar and he used himself as an example. He said, even I ask Allah for forgiveness more than 70 times a day. Even I ask Allah for forgiveness 100 times a day. What he's doing is he's encouraging us to connect with that practice of asking Allah for forgiveness for ourselves primarily first and foremost and then we go from there. You find the same concept in, in the Dua of Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam. لِي وَلِوَالِدَيَّ وَلِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ يَوْمَ يَقُومُ الْحِسَابِ Asking Allah, O oh Allah, our Lord, forgive me. This is Prophet Ibrahim, think of the, the, the status of Prophet Ibrahim salam. He's asking Allah first and foremost to forgive me and then my parents and then the believers on the Day of Judgment. Layer one, the individual. Layer two, the the closest of kin. The closest of kin, your immediate family members. And then you go out from there. If somebody thinks to themselves that they want to change the world and the way to change the world is by changing all of these things that are distant from them or they may not have direct control over or access to or whatever, that's a foolish approach, a wise approach Allah is telling us what the wise approach is. Quran al-Hakim. This Qur'an is filled with abundant wisdom. And part of that wisdom is for the individual to look within themselves. What, what can I do to try to help myself in my situation? And then what can I do to help my family? What can I do to help my community, to help humanity at large, in terms of the, the largest community that we're a part of? Step one is to look within. If you look at other examples in our deen, you find this common trend. What was the reaction of Prophet Sulaiman when he was, he was very ill at this point and he turned to Allah, قَالَ What was his go-to, what was his, 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 his first response? He asked Allah, forgive me, my Lord forgive me, رَبِّ and then after he asked Allah for forgiveness, then he moved on from there, and he asked Allah for an amazing kingdom that nobody would have the like thereof after him. And Allah responded, and Allah gave him and gave him and gave him. But what was his step one? Step one, I need to make sure I'm right with Allah. Step one, I need to look within my heart just in case. I need to ask Allah for forgiveness for my own benefit, for my own good. If the NBA, if the Prophets of Allah are asking Allah for forgiveness, Then we should learn from that and we should do the same. We should have enough humility within ourselves to ask Allah for forgiveness. Prophet Nuh one of the the key ingredients of his message to his people is to take self accountability, to make istighfar, to do tawbah, to ask Allah for forgiveness. He's teaching his people on individual levels for each of them to ask Allah for forgiveness and if everyone were to ask Allah for forgiveness right a lot of good is going to come from that if the individual were to ask Allah for forgiveness a lot of good is going to come from that the Prophet taught us that the person who insists on istighfar they're consistent in their istighfar then Allah will give them ways out of their difficulties relief from their worries and will provide for them from places that they would not expect But step one is for the person, for the individual to make that istighfar, to turn to Allah and to ask Allah for forgiveness once, twice, thrice, whatever a person, whatever their heart is telling them to do, to listen to that. Sometimes our own hearts are telling us, I need more istighfar. Just turn off the TV five five minutes early before bed, just make istighfar. Sometimes our hearts are yelling out, it's as if they're screaming out, I need more nutrition. I need more hydration, I need more oxygen, I need more istighfar, I need more dhikr, I need more this good deed or that good deed. Or, and sometimes there are specific adhkar that the, just like our bodies need different vitamins, you can't only take one like vitamin C and that's it. right? They have multivitamins for a reason and there are many things contained within that for a reason. It's comparable to the heart. We need different adhkar in the morning, different adhkar in the evening, after prayer. And sometimes the heart is is telling us, I need more tasbih, I need more la ilaha illallah, I need more salawat on the Prophet ﷺ. I need more istighfar. And when we connect with any of these afkar, we benefit from it. Allah is telling us in Surah Tahreem, step one, look within yourself, and then step two, look to your family. (laughs) We ask Allah to protect all of us, period. If somebody, God forbid, had some kind of a house fire, priority number one, I need to get out and I need to get my family out. It doesn't matter what's in the safe, it doesn't matter what's here, what's there, what's. If there's a fire and push comes to shove and a person has to get out immediately, the only thing that matters at that point in time is people, is life. Everything else can, can be replaced. If there's a gold ring in the safe, okay, you, you can get a new gold ring. If there's something under the bed, if there's something buried here, if there's this or that, whatever it is, these material things, even if they have their own value, at some point or another, chances are they're replaceable. And even if it's something that may not clearly be replaceable, maybe it's a a one-of-a-kind thing, even that does not compare to the value of human life. Allah tells us in Surah Al-Ma'idah that if somebody saves a single human life, then it's, uh, it's as if they saved all of mankind. And vice versa, if somebody takes the soul of an innocent person, it's as if they killed all of humankind. So the value of life, of human life especially, is extremely sacred. So when Allah tells us, save yourselves and save your families from the fire, Allah, is, Allah it's like Allah is shaking us, wake up and pay attention to this. What are your priorities in life? What are you focusing on? How is not only your physical health, because when it, when it comes to the fire, the primary concern, the fire of this life, the primary concern is physical safety. Because that's what it has to be. Well Allah is telling us, in addition to that, Allah is using it as an example. Just like there's this dire need for physical safety from fire in this life, Allah is telling us, save yourselves from the fire in the next life. Prepare yourselves not just physically. That has its 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 importance in our deen without question. We're here physically, alhamdulillah. But the reason why we're here physically is because of something internal, because of the heart. qalb. If the heart gravitates towards something, then the body will follow. And if it gravitates away from something, the body likewise will follow. Whether that's something good or bad, somewhere in between, ala wahi qalb. It's about the heart. The heart literally is the heart of the matter. As the Prophet. So we have to ask ourselves what are we doing in terms of our physical health and our spiritual health in terms of benefiting ourselves and our immediate family members. We ask Allah to protect us in this life and the next. Alhamdulillah I want to tie this in with with two things one I already mentioned in this ayah Allah tells us save yourselves and your family members from the fire because the way Allah describes that fire there are these angels who are basically like prison guards who there's there's <laughs> you can't budge there there's no wiggle room there's no contraband you can ask an angel to you know to work in for you or we ask Allah to protect us from that situation. In the ayah immediately after this, this is this ayah nara is the second to last ayah in the Quran that starts with ya Amanu, O oh you who believe. After this ayah, you this is the one ayah in the Qur'an in which you find Ya'iyuhaladina Kafaru. Oh you who reject faith, who disbelieve. Don't make any excuses today. ya kafaru laa ta' tajderulyam. And a person may think that, why should I really care about this ayah if I'm a believer? Think about it. If a person has gone through the Qur'an from beginning up until this point, up until this point. ya اِيهَا Amanu Over and over and over and over and over. Command to do one thing, command to avoid another, command for, for for something that's going to connect with our benefit in this life and the next. And if a person is still, who cares, who cares, who cares, who cares, who cares? Who cares? then this ayah has to, has to resonate with the person, with, with the believer. Because on that day, it's not about names and claims. It's about the reality of the person. What did you produce now for tomorrow? What did you produce today for tomorrow? Allah tells us in Surah Al-Hashr to treat judgment day as if it's tomorrow. nafsum مَا قَدَّمَتْ لِغَدْ what, Let each person look, what have I prepared for tomorrow? Referring to the Day of Judgment, what have I prepared for meeting Allah Azza wa If a person shows up that day, they may have been Muslim by name and they have tried to do some good deeds here and there. We ask Allah to accept our efforts. The point of this is not a negative message. But there's a type of warning that Allah is giving us. That if we show up on that day and we didn't actually prepare our hearts or anything for that day, then in reality we would fit in this category. Don't make any excuses today because you knew better. We ask Allah to protect us from that. Ya ayyuha al kafaru la ta'artadiru al-youm. إِنَّمَا تُجْزَوْنَ مَا كُنْتُمْ تَعْمَلُونَ You reap what you sow. You're only going to be given based on what you prepared. And the ayah after this is the last ayah in the Quran from cover to cover that begins with Ya ayyuha amanu. And Allah tells us Tubu إِلَى اللَّهِ تَوْبَّتَ Turn to Allah in sincere repentance. Ask Allah for forgiveness. And if you fall down again, ask Allah for forgiveness again. And if you fall down again, ask Allah for forgiveness again. This is our deen to get up and get up and get up and keep going as best we can. And none of us can go it alone. No man is an island. We need community and that community has to be a healthy community that's encouraging, that that's uplifting, that people feel after they go there, I feel closer to Allah. I feel like people treated me well and that has a positive impact on a person's iman. People show up to the masjid looking for guidance, for mercy, for, for something. For something, and if they're treated well, they're going to come back a hundred times. And if they're mistreated, they may never come back again. And that person has to answer for that. Allah is telling us ask for forgiveness sincerely. Tubu the two actions that I want to mention, and I'll conclude. This is one of them the importance of tawbah, the importance of preparation for tomorrow, asking Allah for forgiveness, and it brings a type of peace to the heart that nothing else can. It brings a a type of contentment and tranquility to the heart that nothing else can. Specifically, istighfar. The second action item, and I'll conclude with this, for anyone, we're we're three feet apart for a reason. We ask Allah to, to, to rid us of this pandemic, and we ask Allah to help us to do our part, to help and protect ourselves and our family members and our community and humanity by extension, whatever's within our capacity. If someone has not been vaccinated yet, please get vaccinated and make your niyyah that you want to save lives. Make your niyyah that you, regardless of whatever mistakes, whatever dunub sayyat, whatever shortcomings, we all have them between us and Allah, between us and other people. We want to work on that and patch that up and fix it as best we can. Make the niyyah that by doing that, your intention is, Ya Allah, maybe, maybe this is something that can save a life, that's my intention. Saving one life is like what? With Allah. Like you saved all of mankind. Make that your intention. We have to do our part to protect ourselves both physically and spiritually in this life and the next. We ask Allah to guide us and forgive us. We ask Allah for the best of this life and the next and to protect us from His punishment. We ask Allah to help us to take heed from this reminder. We ask Allah to make this reminder beneficial for us and to make it a witness for us on Judgment Day and not against us. We ask Allah to protect us and to preserve our health for us and our loved ones. We ask Allah to send peace to everywhere there is turmoil in this earth, especially, specifically in Afghanistan and every other place. Please remain three feet apart when we stand for prayer. Jazakumullah.